guys, welcome to Big Church Online. We are so excited that you've joined us today. If you're looking for any sermons or words of encouragement, you've come to the right place. While you're here, please subscribe, like, comment, share. That way you can stay up to date and help others find it as well. Now, let's get this week's sermon in progress. Mindy, Pastor Mindy reached over and she hit me. She said, there's already peace in this room. There's already people finding what they came for. And you haven't even preached yet. I said, I might not even get to preach. <laughs> but God is so good. He is so good all the time. And during this season, you know, I think that we've got to, should have had that already. I think sometimes we have to remember who God is. So many times we go through the, you know, Thanksgiving's over with and we all ate too much. And, and sometimes we, we just feel, we're just going on to the next thing. But I think this is a season that we need to really, really dig into what God is doing over these next four weeks. And I just want to welcome each and every one of you here. I have some people who come to the thrift store. It's their first time here. She came in and we are so thankful to have you. And we're just welcome everyone who's here. I want to welcome all the YouTube watchers going to watch later on today or tomorrow. Listen, our, our views are going up on YouTube and people are actually letting us know that they're watching us and that even go to other churches or don't go to church at all. So come on, this is a, just as an opportunity to reach people who might not be in the house. So we're, we're, we're so thankful for that. And listen, if you want to get, re, I'm reiterating this to you, Christmas uh, service is on Christmas Eve. When is it? Christmas Eve, not Christmas Day, at 10.30. But as Pastor Mindy said, we're starting at 10 o'clock. So if you all get here at 10, we may have some donuts for you. We may have some, oh, hey, is that an incentive to get you here at 10 o'clock? Well, we're going to donut you up that morning then. Uh, y'all mark that down, Johnny. We've got to get donuts. I, I, I forgot. But uh, it's, the, it's also, I said that it's also the way to... to to get somebody here that normally wouldn't get here on a Sunday. You know what I mean? Uh, that can, maybe goes to another church. We're not trying to pull people from other churches, but let them come and experience who we are and what we are here. But So let's invite someone, and let's make sure that we get them in the house. And it's officially after Thanksgiving, and we're gearing up for Christmas, and I cannot tell you how much Christmas music I've had to endure. I mean, listen to. Oh, Lord, help me, Jesus. Y'all, anybody like Christmas music in here? Oh my gosh, y'all are a bunch of saved people in this place. But uh, I endure it. There's some that I like. There's some that I'm just like, oh my gosh. And there's some of these radio stations, they start playing it like right at Thanksgiving and they just wear it out all the way to Christmas. But it's okay, it's okay. I'm gonna get over it. And you know what? We, I've actually sat, me and Pastor Mindy sat on the couch and watched a whole day of Hallmark Christmas. Something. <laughs> Woo! The Lord is doing something righteous in my heart. But actually, there was a couple of them that were pretty cute, and there was about three or four of them that I already knew from the first sentence, Bobby, I don't want to hear it, that what was going to happen in the end. But um, we went Christmas shopping yesterday, all day. Well, it wasn't all day, but it, to me, it was all day. But we get, we get, look, good thing we took an SUV with us, because it was full of stuff in the back, and uh, we're not telling you what you got here for Christmas, but it's a secret. But um, we're going to go... <laughs> I cannot surprise my wife because I can't pick out nothing for her. So she says, just give me a gift card. Let's go. I'll go buy my own. That's, that, I love those kind. Come on. Any of y'all like that better than to hand it off? Okay. But over the next uh, 
four weeks as Isaiah had been saying, Pastor Isaiah had been saying, we're gonna talk about peace, we're talking about hope, we're gonna talk about joy, and then we're gonna culminate, me and Pastor Minnie are gonna tag team on Christmas Eve, and we're gonna talk about love. But Advent is a season of preparation for Jesus' birth. It's a season that we need to, our goal during this season is to slow down, slow down our hearts, slow down our minds, just kind of slow down during this time because it's such a busy time. And also to take in the season with gratitude and remember what the Lord has done. Listen, by the time Christmas rolls around, I want us to be in a heart and I want us to have a mindset of what Jesus has done and have a heart of gratitude and make more room in our hearts as he said, there was no room in the end. God is wanting to open up our hearts and our minds to what he's doing and make room for him during this season. Amen? Amen. Peace is not... This morning, I'm going to talk about peace. That's the title of my uh, message. And as Arlo would say, my niece, she says, peace. <laughs> Nobody needs to use this microphone after me. She's got to put that on the end of it. So she says, peace. But peace is not really a widely used word today. Instead of peace, we may say, hey, you want a piece of me? I was literally in Circle K parking lot the other day, and these two guys started hollering and screaming at each other. And, and the guy, one guy jumps out of the truck, and the other one's looking. He said, man, you don't even want none of this. I'm a brawler. I was stayed around for the ticket. They never fought. I was like, I gotta get ticket. No, never mind. I didn't mean. I'd have bought a ticket for that, but no, I wouldn't. But they did. They actually end up talking, and they worked it out. Whatever they, whatever happened. But so many times we don't use the word peace. Instead of peace of mind, we want a bigger piece of the pie. We living in a world right now. We want more and more and more, and that more and more and more a lot, a lot of times grabs hold of our peace. Instead of trying to make peace, we might just say peace out. So many times we have the opportunity to do more and to go that extra mile, and we just say peace out on that. Our peace, why is it so hard to find in the world that we live in today? Why? Because our peace and security have been disrupted. Over the past couple of years, we've been locked down. Fear and anxiety has, has been going through the roof, and, 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 and it's ruled our homes. It's ruled our schools. It's ruled our world. We live in a constant set of chaos. We don't really know which way we're going from one thing time to the next. We have political unrest. I ain't asking if you're a Democrat or Republican here. We all, everybody's a little crazy right now. We got growing division. We got tension. We got the economy. When you're going and pushing your cart down the aisle of Kroger and you got 14 items and it's $79 and you're stressed out because you don't know how you're going to make ends meet, there's peace that gets robbed from us. Schedules are too busy, your lists are too long, and there's blended families going and create. Come on, anybody got any blended families out there? You're trying to go 16,000 different places in the holidays and not, you can't, you can't make anybody happy. Come on, y'all know what I'm talking about. If you, oh, I ain't even going for it. That's another sermon right there. But what it does, it disrupts and it affects our peace. And listen, we can be robbed of our peace in a hot second, as my wife would say, a hot second. But what has robbed you of your peace? Is it difficult circumstances? Is it frustrating or toxic people? Is it uncontrollable worry? Got any worry warts in there? Don't raise your hand. We, may, we will have to pray for you later. 
But uncontrollable worry, disappointment, discouragement. And listen, we struggle to find peace in ourselves. Why? Because we regret our past mistakes. And listen, we struggle with the present that we're living in right now. We don't think we're ever going to match up to what we used to be. But, but the present is our weaknesses. But we worry about our future. We're always trying to figure out what we're going to do later on down the road. And God says, just give me one day at a time. Listen, anybody ever say, you were I'm just out trying to find myself? Have you found yourself yet? But we got a lot of people trying to find themselves. And they used to say that was in your 40s. But I don't know. I think everybody's trying to find themselves anymore. But you're searching for their purpose. They're searching for everything through their careers and through travel. And we seek peace in relationships. We're trying to find that perfect person to date. You're trying to find that perfect person to marry. They're not out there. Don't you say amen. Oh, my gosh. Don't be looking over at your wife. You're going to get in trouble. You have to take her out to dinner somewhere. But we're looking for that perfect relationship, that perfect friendship. And we get frustrated, and we, we can't find, and we get angry when it doesn't work or go the way that we want it to go. We struggle with the uncertainty and chaos going on in the world around us, and we wonder if peace on earth is even possible. Listen, we seek peace all the time and stability. We just want it to be calm. We just want it to be quiet. We want harmony. Can't we all just get along in my best Chris Rock? We look for a peaceful home, healthy work environment, and we want to walk the streets in peace. But let me tell you something. Peace does not come from money. Listen to a book and it tells it. Money, when you get more money, you want more money most of the time. I'd like to have a little bit more try it, but, but it doesn't come from money. It doesn't come from success. It doesn't come from promotion or status or a relationship. It comes from walking with the prince of peace. None of those things will satisfy you until you learn to walk with him. Advent is a Latin word, which means arrival. Arrival means expectation, and Christmas is childlike wonder. Do not, do, we got we to gotta wrap presents and not, with them, not, not know what they are. I'm trying to be funny. It's not working. How many of you already know what you're getting for Christmas? Why wrap it? You're wasting paper. But I think Christmas ought to be about that expectation of opening that, that present up and really not knowing what it is because that's what happened in the world back then. There was an expectation. Something was about to arrive. It's about childlike wonder, and it's giving more than receiving. It's expectancy. This is what the world was looking for back then. Isaiah 9, 6 says this. For unto us a child is born, a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder. And his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor. Come on, take these words in. Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And of his increase, of his government and peace, there will be no end. Upon his throne of David and over his kingdom to order it, to establish. He's here to establish peace on the earth in its judgment and justice from the time forward and forever. Something big 
was about to happen. But they looked at it a little differently. What they thought was about to happen, they thought that, we're gonna, that, that the Prince of Peace was coming in to take over with, with royalty and pomp and circumstance and, and there was going to be war and it was gonna be, everything was going to be pulled in, power and government. But that's not quite it was. God had a different way to bring peace. There were some shepherds out in the field one night and they were just chilling. They were watching the sheep. That's what they did every night. And all of a sudden, a, an angel appeared to them out of nowhere. And they were just doing their job. It was normal. And he appeared to them and they began to be fear, fearful. And the angel said to them, fear not. I bring you good tidings of great joy. Luke 2.14, it says, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace and goodwill towards men. Peace had arrived, but they hadn't figured it out yet. We define peace as the absence of trouble as the absence of trials. But we will have trouble in this life. Has anybody got any trouble in their life? Anybody had any trouble in their life? John 16, says this, I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Not in everything else, but in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. So if trials and troubles are a part of life, how do we experience God's peace? Number one, the biggest one, we have to receive God's forgiveness. His forgiveness is available if we ask. We try to complicate this. We try to make it so hard. And, and the way I was raised and, and the way some of you all were raised in religion, it's not a hard thing. We just have to ask God to forgive us. And when we come with humility and come with him before that, repentance and forgiven. He issues us what's called a pardon. A pardon is when someone in a position of authority forgives or releases you, listen, from the consequence of your offense. When Jesus came, he didn't put you on parole. Come on. He didn't put you on parole. You didn't have to take a class. Come on. Anybody been in trouble? You've been on parole. You have to take a class. He didn't do any of that stuff for you. He, he don't even have to prove anything to him to get his approval. He said on the cross, he said on the cross, paid in full. When he said it is finished, it means you are forgiven of your sins, of the past, of the present, and of the future. All you have to do is go before him in repentance. Here's the big thing. Once we get that way, we have to forgive ourselves. That is the one right there that, that's the hardest one out there to do is to forgive ourselves because we keep walking in the past. We keep walking in shoulda, coulda, woulda. And it, we can receive God. How many can have faith? Oh, help me, Jesus. How many can have faith for someone else? But when you talk about yourself, you have a hard time with it, don't you? Man, I got all the faith in the world that God's gonna do this, but I don't really know if he can do it for me. Come on, I'm talking to somebody. I'm talking to myself this morning. Sometimes I can speak a word to someone and be bold about it, but sometimes in my own life, I have a hard time believing my own words sometimes. But how else do you experience God's peace? Is to peace. That was an accident. Number two, this is the one we need to do. Rest in his presence. You just got to be near God. Mark 4, 4.39 says this. And then he, oh, listen, 
the disciples were out in a boat. And all of a sudden, man, the storm came up. And I mean, it was rocking that thing. Anybody get seasick in here? Yeah, oh, amen. He was, that thing was just rocking away. And you know what Jesus was? He was down in the bottom of the boat chilling on a blanket and a pillow. He was sawing logs. He, I don't even know what he was dreaming about, but everything was going on crazy around him. And they went down and said, hey, can you just wake up just a little bit here? I mean, can't, we're about to die, Jesus. We're, we're going down. We're going under. But here's what he said. Then he arose and he rebuked the wind and he said to the sea, peace, be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. So, hey, God wants to say, peace be still in your life right now. He wants to say, peace be still in your circumstance right now. Come on. He rebuked and he says, why are you so fearful? And how is that you have no faith? Listen, you got to understand, they, they forgot Jesus was in the boat. Storms are going to hit. Tragedy is going to come. It's going to strike. And when you feel like giving up and when you feel like going under, you just have to understand that Jesus is in the boat. Listen, I wrote this down. I'm going to repeat it. Just because you're going through things doesn't mean you're doing wrong things. Just because you're going through things doesn't mean you're doing wrong things. The first thing we start thinking about in the trials and the tribulations that we go, oh, well, we must be sinning or we must be going through something. No, no. He said, in this life, you're going to have trials. You're going to have tribulation. You're going to, but I have overcome the world. The enemy may try to bring things to disrupt your peace because you're doing the right thing. How many has had a hard time since you come to Jesus? Come on, get your hands in the air like you just don't care. Now, I'm not saying you're having a hard time in every aspect of your life. But when you come to Jesus, the enemy doesn't have you anymore. He's working overtime trying to receive you, trying to pull you back into your old life. He's working overtime trying to make you think that you, you, of what you used to be. He tries to rock your boat. He tries to throw you off course, but you just need to remind him each and every day. If you got to do it all day, every day, you just need to tell him who's in the boat with you every day. But listen, you have to put on peace every day. Ephesians 6.15, and Pastor Minnie did a great job on this one. For shoes put on peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. If you don't have peace, you'll never be able to stand when it was talking about that, it was talking about cleats. It was, she had those cleats on. It's to get your firm footing when all hell is breaking loose around you. When your boat is rocking, you're going to be able to stand firm and say, no, God is with me today. Peace is knowing that the Lord and God of the universe is by your side and resting in that. It's not just knowing it, it's resting in it. So many things we have head knowledge of. I have a, a lot of head knowledge, but sometimes I have to get it down in here and get it deep down inside of me. We can take our pain to God. We can take our hurt to God, knowing that he is a safe place. There may not be some safe places out there with your friends. There might not be some safe places out there with your family. Come on, y'all know you got those blabbermouths that can't keep nothing. Oh, y'all are thinking about somebody. They might, hopefully they're not sitting right next to you. I'm going on, I'm getting in trouble. But God's peace is for you. Isaiah 26.3 says this, you will keep in perfect peace 
all who trust in you and all whose thoughts are fixed on you. The Bible also says, cast all your fears or anxiety on him because he cares for you. Peace is about gaining strength through Jesus and becoming closer to him. The closer you get to him, listen, things that used to bother you won't bother you as much anymore. Things that you used to go through, you won't think about them near as much as you used to. The closer you get to Jesus, the things of the world start to pass away. The th- it starts, you get to a place where you just know he's with you. And you gotta give the Holy Spirit time and space to work in your hearts too. Number three, how do you experience God's peace? Respect God's principles. There is peace in obedience. Ouch! That one hurts. We don't like that word obedience. Right? I ain't even gonna try to spell it. I'll misspell it. There's peace in obedience. Look at what Psalm says, 119. I believe in your commands. Now teach me. Okay, he says, I believe in what you're saying, God. Now teach me good judgment and knowledge. You can believe something and still God has to teach you something. Anybody need to be taught something in here? If I can get both hands up. Here we go. He said, I used to wander off until you disciplined me. That's another message. But now I closely follow your word. When you're disobedient, it seems like life is nothing but a bunch of turmoil, right? Come on, when you're not doing the things you know God tells you to do, it seems like there's turmoil on every side. But when you follow God's principles, peace automatically follows you. Listen, you might not have peace in every area of your life, but it does follow you behind you. Sometimes we have to allow God's principles of peace to walk with us by walking in love to other other people, forgiving one another, giving, oh, giving with a cheerful heart, in obedience, giving God the first 10%, not what's left over. Listen, it's, the only, it's one of the only promises. He says, if you'll test me on this, see if I won't pour out. Listen, we, we're going to do some video stuff after the first year of people who's talked about how they've tested God in this. And I don't know how, Amy's like, oh, oh we are. But, uh, but there are some people that have been tested by God in this thing, and it's working Uh, it's working miracles in their life. But also, you have to have faith because it's a promise. Number four, how can we um, do it? We can rely on God to be our source. And when I say our source, I don't just mean our money. I'm talking about our source for health, our source source for peace of mind, our source for uh, relationships, and our source of encouragement when we need to be encouraged. Philippians 4 says this, Don't worry about anything. Yeah, it's easy for you to say, Pastor. Listen, sometimes I miss that one pretty pretty bad. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Thank him for what he's already done in your life. And listen, you can also pay it forward. Thank him for what he's about to do in your life. It says, then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything you can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and your minds as you live in Christ Jesus. When you think about guard, what do you think about? You think about security. Hey, we have a great security team that keeps, our, keeps their eyes on us. Come on, let's give it up for him. He needs more help. Anybody got a good eye? We need some help in security. 
But we start thinking about standing outside with an earpiece in our ear and, and, and keeping people from entering. It's more of a defensive position. But when the Prince of Peace comes, it turns into an offensive position. He guards your hearts and your minds. What he's doing is he's keeping watch in advance. He's looking ahead for whatever's about to You don't know. I've said this before. You don't know what God's already kept you from. There are many things. Abigail, you should not be here today. You don't know what God has kept you from. There's many of us in here right now that shouldn't be here today. But when God worked upstream in our life, he said, okay, I'm going to protect him from that. I'm going to protect him from that. Oh, we need to thank him ahead of time instead of behind the times. The Bible says to pursue peace. There is nothing better than a Christmas story. Y'all love that movie? All three of you have seen it. They only play it 6,000 times between now and Christmas. So if you haven't had your chance, Ralphie's out there. But do you know what Ralphie did? Ralphie wanted a Daisy Red Rider BB gun. That's all Ralphie wanted. You can get them on Amazon right now for $34.99. That's all Ralphie wanted. And he was in hot pursuit of that Daisy Red Rider BB gun. That's all he had on his mind. He didn't care if he'd shoot his eye out. He didn't care what, it, what he was going to do because he ended up shooting his eye out. But he was in pursuit. So I think so many times we have to pursue peace. You got to pursue it. You got to go after peace. It doesn't fall into your lap sometimes. Sometimes you have to make that transition, but you got to pursue it and make sure they are right and healthy things. Sometimes we pursue things like material things that are going to let us down. We pursue relationships that we should be out of. We pursue success. But Romans 14, 19 says this. Therefore, let us pursue the things which make for peace and the things by which one may edify or build up someone else. You gotta pursue what is good over what is evil. You gotta pursue right over wrong. Living in a world right now, we don't know what's right and what's wrong and we're just all over the place on that. You gotta pursue, I like this, you gotta pursue encouragement over criticism. Appreciation is very life-giving. And a little bit of it goes a long, long way. Listen, a one word of acknowledgement to someone and praise can give someone the renewed energy to have a fresh breath of life in their son. One word. There's power of life and death in your tongue. And I'm telling you this right during these holidays and forevermore, speak life. As we celebrate this Christmas season, I want us to remember, at his birth, the angel said, peace on earth and goodwill towards men. Huh. 33 years later, Jesus rose from the dead and he spoke these words in John. I'm leaving you with a gift. I'm leaving you with peace of mind and heart. And the peace that I give is a gift. The world cannot give this peace, so don't be troubled or afraid. 
Listen, you still may be facing some hard times. You may be going through some turmoil. You may be going through some uncertainty. But Jesus has come to overcome the world. He's also come to overcome, that sounds broad, doesn't it? But also come to overcome what you're going through in your world. It's not just the world. It's Jason's world. It's Allie's world. It's Jim's world. It's Gary's world. It's the world that we live in today. So I'm going to tell you, he has a peace that you can't even understand when you walk with him and you talk with him and you go with him. He gives us that peace that we can't understand, so take heart. It's not the end. It's only the beginning. He is with you. As she said earlier, he is with you. He is God, Emmanuel, walking through, and he's walking through everything that you're going through right now. You may not feel him, but he's there. You may not see him, but he's there. So as we're going through this, I want you to take the time this next week to know where God is in your life. When you're going through something that you don't feel peace about, I'm going to say, okay, God, you're with me. You're here. I don't see you. I don't feel you, but I know you're here. There is peace that only he can give. Let's all stand if we would, please. I want us to, let's just close our eyes. Let's not look around. I want us to take a good look at our lives. How would you describe it? Are you content? Are you rushed? Does life seem dull? Is life exciting? Is it stressful? Many of us, it's all of the things that I just said above. And how many of us in this room would say we need to experience some kind of peace in our life? Raise your hand. Almost the whole room. And what area do you not have peace with? That's the one God and the Holy Spirit is trying to highlight in your life right now this morning. Not 30 minutes from now. He's highlighting it right now in this moment. If there's something you don't have peace about, God says, I want you to come and lay it because I am the Prince of Peace. Shalom is the Hebrew word meaning harmony, completeness. Come on, somebody need to be completed this morning. Jesus is the only thing that can complete you. It means welfare and tranquility, but it also means wholeness. As the ancient meaning of that means, may you live in anticipation of the day that God makes things whole or right again. There's things in your life that God is going to turn around for your good. Come on, you gotta receive that. There's things he wants to turn around for your good. He wants to take that broken thing in your life and make you whole again. He, he ain't about leftovers like I am. He's about making you brand new. What would your life look like if you could start over this morning? What would it look like if you had a clean slate this morning? But pastor, I, I can't do that. I've done so many bad things and I've gone. <laughs> the slate wiper is here today. The one that makes things all brand new is here today. And if you'll just lay it at his feet and say, okay, God, 
I've tried to figure this out my own self and I've been down this road and I've made a mess out of it. I need to come to you to make this thing straight this morning. The word says Jesus came to make all things new. So as we open up these altars, if you don't know who Jesus is, you've never made a personal relationship with him, he's here this morning. He's knocking and tapping at your door right now. The Bible says today is the day of salvation, not tomorrow, not next week. You're not promised another minute in this earth. Today is the day of salvation. These altars will be open. But I want to talk about hope, peace, joy, and love. Going into this next new year, somehow let's seek these four things out. Let's wonder about them. Let's think about them. And listen, let's somehow find them. How do you find them? Slow down. Take a chill pill. Just slow down. Rest in Him. Rely on Him. He is your source. And forgive. Here's a big one. Forgive, be forgiven and forgive others. Make a little more room in your heart for him this season. Father, we come to you right now and we open up these altars. We open up our hearts to you. We ask you, Prince of Peace, to come. Wherever anyone's at in this place right now, whether it's in the front or the middle or the back or they're making their way up here, I ask you, God, right now, bring peace into their life. Father, right now I speak against any turmoil that may be going on in their lives. I speak against anything that that would be coming against them right now, keeping them from the purpose that you have in their lives. God, we thank you that you're here today. God, we not only speak peace in this room, we speak peace to the atmosphere outside of this room. We speak peace to the families of everyone that's in here right now. We speak into the atmosphere, God, healing and restoration. Come on, somebody. Healing and restoration in your family right now in the name of Jesus. God, we thank you that you are the Prince of Peace, that you are Emmanuel, and that you're God with us this morning. Thank you for joining us today. If you're looking for more information or resources, you can visit mybigchurch.com or follow us on social media at mybigchurch. We love you guys. See you soon.